Howdy, Dis After Dark listeners. Toy Story Land is opening up at Hollywood Studios on June 30th. Book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new. Take a ride on the Slinky Dog Dash coaster, ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos, enjoy a new third track on Toy Story Mania, and grab a bite to eat at Woody's Lunchbox. Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Fizz After Dark. I am Nick, and this is the most jam-packed episode I think we've had in forever. So, it's going to take a long time to get through, everybody, so I'm going to start first with the beautiful Boston White Amanda. Hello. We are joined by P-Dubs Dabs Paul Washington. Hello. Uh, the other Paul that we have, well, we have three, but the other one doesn't turn up anymore, Mr. P-Dones. Hello there. We are joined by the Lord of Lords, Lord Luke. Hello. Hello. Long time. Um, we're joined by the Scouse Wonder Kid Craig. Hello. And we are joined, last but by certainly no means least, the talented Mr. Ripley. Ah, I thought you'd forgotten me. God, no. Oh, you're, I can't forget you. Me. Can't forget <laughs> you. can never ever. forget you. <laughs> no. Now, we've got a really, really jam-packed show tonight. Um, I think it's going to take a long time to get through all the stuff that we've been doing. So um, on the last episode, Craig kind of set us a challenge. And this episode, we're going to go through that. So, um, and I, I want to talk some, about some other stuff towards the end. So I'll get to that later. First things first, first order of business. What is everybody drinking? I'm going to try and do it in the same order. So Amanda, what are you drinking? Obviously, Budweiser. Obviously. Of course. What, what else, in a way? Mm-hmm. Um, P-Dubs, what are you drinking? Uh, 
Uh, really boring. I've got a nice glass of orange squash. It could have been Lenzib. I know you're not feeling very it well. It could so be, yeah. No, we'll see but... that as a bonus. Yeah. Mr. Doden, what about yourself? Well, I've been to the supermarket tonight and there was a multi-buy deal on, so you oh, get right, to Left or right? <laughs> Left. Right. Gin and tonic it is then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> pre-made ones. It doesn't actually matter because I'm going to drink the right one as well, but that's a strawberry factory <laughs> if anybody's interested. Oh, you're so good. fancy tonight. I know. I just oh, went no. crazy. <laughs> so they've got James there. Um, who was next? Who was next? I think it was Lord Luke. Uh, I have a slow gin and tonic. Oh! God, I feel is like it? I'm really That is a lady down. drink. I do, I do like a slow gin. That, it looks super fancy. Yeah. Mm. That's good. It's so tasty. Uh, Craig, I think I know what you're drinking, or certainly what it looks like you're drinking. It's the juice of a peach, so... Peach juice. <laughs> Very, of course. What else could it possibly be? Uh, Mr. Ripley, what about yourself? Uh, well, I started at about midday today, so I'm on uh, Rosie Lee now. <laughs> Very good. I think that's probably wise. Well, um, you know, it, it, there's only two things I really drink on this show, and that's uh, Diddy Diddy Bud Light or uh, Cherry Pepsi Max. So I've been able to source some more of the elusive item in the UK at the moment. It's very hard to find, and I'm on Cherry Pepsi Max. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 First things first, before we um, get on to the main bulk of this episode, um, I just wanted to shout out to uh, Pete Werner and, and the Diz crew. Um, Pete came over a few days after um, we've he's come over, we're recording this episode. So uh, he's come over for a trip around Europe. His first stop was London, and he did a meet with um you know listeners of the podcast and the youtube and um myself and craig and p-dubs were able to go to that um and had a really nice afternoon um you know i'd never well say we haven't met Pete before pete has been a, a guest on the show uh, which reminds me actually we're missing about a year's worth of episodes so somebody's got those on their computer let me know um because they're not on a feed anymore, and, that's one, and Pete's one of those. Um, but I've never met him before, never been able to speak to him before, so um, it was really good to meet him and speak to him and, and spend time with him, and um, one of the nicest people I've met in a Disney community outside of the people on this podcast. Just thought he was an absolute gent. Um and so, yeah, just wanted to, to shout that out. And uh, it also gave me time to spend with uh, with Craig and P-Dubs. Yeah, we tolerated you, Nick. It was... Uh... <laughs> what do you mean tolerated? How dare you? Me and Paul had a blast. Captain Entertainment over here. You had fun you... taking the mick out of my tash all day. Well, I did, yeah. But Pete was absolutely wonderful. He, he took time out of everybody. Literally everybody. Yeah. Yeah. How many people turned up? The limit was two hundred. That was his guest list. Um, the room was the room was full, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was two hundred. I don't know if everyone turned up that said they were going to, but I'd you know it was near enough two hundred people. Um, so it was it was busy and it was hot. Uh, it was a small room. It got hot because of the amount of people. Um, and also we we met 
Kevin Curtis Allen uh, for the first time in real life, who's been a, a listener for as long as I can remember. Um, so it was nice to finally meet him, and he's obviously guest on the show before. Uh, and Michelle from the Disney Dream Girls uh, was in attendance as well. Um, so shout out to to them as well. But um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that at the top of the show. Just had a really nice time uh, meeting Pete, spending some time with him, and um, yeah, just wanted to uh, say when he comes back because he um, is determined to come back probably next year um, and do another event like this. If you're interested in, if you've you ever watched the deals or visit the website, go. Um, it was about an hour's Q&A. He was so entertaining, so fun, great stories. Um, and because he just is the nicest person, just go and support him. So I uh, just wanted to call that out. But I'm now going to pass the show over to Craig, which is a sentence I never like saying because we never know what's going to happen next. But in this instance, I think we can be forgiven because this was your idea, Craig. Well, after our um, mass debate last week, um, about upselling. Masturbate. Yeah, yeah, we had a masturbate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, all of us talking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we masturbated uh, about <laughs> the, um, the upselling of Disney and just the cost of the holiday in general. I just thought it would be a good idea if we all picked a different way of doing Florida, um, and priced it up on our own. Um, so the criteria was a uh, 14-night holiday from the 17th of July, which is the latest we could book flights at the moment uh, for next year without, like, a package. Um, car, if you wanted, or alternative transport, you had to have uh, a trip to Universal, SeaWorld, Disney included. Um, you needed to spend the money, which I think I set $250 a day as to spend the money, because that it was a family of four as well, by the way, two adults, two children. Yeah. Um, and that was it. So I was Villa. Um, I think Nick is Deluxe. Yeah. P-Dubs P- is Moderate, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, Mr. D was... Value. Value. Uh, Amanda was staying on Universal... And Lord Luke was... International Drive. International Drive. And Mr Ripley, the talented Mr Ripley, was DVC, Curveball. Yep. yep. So that's that's what it was. So whoever wants to go first, I won't go first because um, I'm the villa. So whoever wants to go first, you want to do it in age relate you know, so Mr D can go first or Chris do you want to go first or whatever whoever wants to go first don't, don't say age and then go Dolan like Ripley <laughs> how rude it's, it's, I mean, it's not age it, it well, there you go if it was age it would be Amanda <clears throat> right I'll go first then well done good, okay good, lad. so I had the value segment um so the first thing you say here is not all value resorts at Disney are created equal here. Um, so, for example, the, for the, the time that we were talking about, which was the 17th of July, 2019, for two weeks, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And the cheapest value resort was the All-Star Music. And for room only for four people, this is a standard room. You can get more expensive ones. You can get preferred rooms, etc. 
but for a standard room it was 1,680 quid. But for exactly the same thing in the All-Star movies, it was 2,296 quid. So that's a, that's a massive difference, and they're both values, and I don't know why, because I've stayed in both of them. And All-Star movies has got slightly better theming, but it is not worth an extra 600 quid. No way. Um, so if you're pricing them up, I would I definitely, you might think you've got a value, but um, look for the cheapest one. Mm. So what I priced up then was, if you if you book uh, All-Star Movies, you get a free breakfast, free quick service breakfast. You've obviously got free transfers from the hotel, so that's Disney's Magical Express. And then obviously you've got free transport uh, through Walt Disney World. So it's debatable whether you need a car. The car is certainly better, and it's good if you're going to go to Sea World and Universal, as we as we talked about. Um, so then I included a 14-day park ticket worth that to get the $100 uh, free gift card and the quick service meal. Um, I then added the car and the flights. The flights were interesting because the cheapest flight, the cheapest direct flight I could get from London Gatwick to MCO, which is Orlando International, was 654 quid ahead. But if you were willing to do a one-stop flight, it was 530 quid. And that was actually direct on the way out, but it was one stop coming back. The only thing you got to watch, though, is it's a really long journey coming back. It makes up a 24-hour journey. However, if you go through Tampa um, direct, it was only 502 quid. So it was 150, it was 152 pound ahead cheaper. That's 600 quid on a family of four to go to Tampa, which is only, well, it's about the same distance driving-wise. It means you cannot get Disney's Magical Express. So you would need to rent a car, but driving-wise from Tampa to Walt Disney World isn't isn't much different. Um, so then I added uh, car hire, which was about 277 quid for an intermediate car, so that should be big enough for a family of four. But then it starts getting really expensive when you add the universal tickets. It's just over a thousand quid for a 14-day universal ticket for four people. That's a three-part ticket. And then you've still got to pay for parking on top of that. Um, that ticket is a is a 14-day universal ticket, but um, I assume that since you were staying at Disney, maybe four days at Universal. So parking then becomes about uh, 50, 60 quid, 60 quid for parking. You're going to have to pay parking at Disney from next year, which is about 135 quid. And then Craig added on, what you had allowed for food uh, or spending money, £2,730 for the 14 days, so that's $250 a day. So bottom line, if you add all that up, um, including SeaWorld as well, uh, it comes to 9955 quid. So Craig, are you, are you going to write this, like write down the overall totals? Um, I can do if someone's got a pen. Yeah, I've got one. Let me just throw it at your head. Give me a sec. Carry on talking. I've got one. I'll throw it as well. <laughs> um, that's interesting. That's well, interesting. Well, yeah, so it's almost 10,000 quid. It's a few quid short of 10,000 quid for a family of four, which is hugely expensive. But what, what I would say, though, 
is if you did want to cut down the price, you know, especially if you've never been there before, if you're going to stay in Disney for two weeks and you've got young kids and you've never been there before, you've got four theme parks, two water parks, plus Disney Springs, etc., etc. It's debatable whether you need to do, say, SeaWorld, for example, or, or even Universal on a first time, because you can also do things on the cheap, like go to the beaches, go to the state parks. So if you stripped up everything, and if you did, if you actually did Disney quick service dining, if you paid to upgrade to that, um, that only works out at 70 quid a day, and that's, and that's all your meals included. So I reckon you could strip it down to about 7,700 quid and still have a fantastic holiday, staying on site, with a car, direct flights. Um, so you could definitely do it cheaper than the 10 grand, but the task that you set us, Craig, was, was SeaWorld and Universal as well. So that makes it nearly 10 grand. And that was 9,900 and... 55 pound and 97 pence. Okay. Roughly. That's, that's, that's not bad, that, to be fair. So what I would say, um, and I don't know if anyone else did this research, but something that I looked, something I found when I was looking at tickets, because you did mention there about the Universal tickets bumping up the price quite considerably, yeah. is in the US, the cheapest tickets I could find for Universal, and I was looking for two days, mm-hmm. um, because I thought two days out of the 14-day Disney holiday, with SeaWorld as well, that's mm-hmm. going to be three days out. So I thought, if I go two days for Universal, so a two-day yeah. ticket, it come with a, a third day for free, so you could buy a two-day ticket or two-day plus an extra day free, free for the same price. But it yeah. worked out 885 uh, sorry, $808.85 for a family of four. So that, so you could knock off, so that's a good option. I didn't, I didn't go that way. But, well, but it's still, but that's only for Universal. So it didn't yeah. include SeaWorld. So yeah. the thing, the thing is, it was actually cheaper for people in the UK to buy a two-week Universal Park ticket mm-hmm. than to buy four tickets, uh, like two-day tickets in America from a discount site. So it was more to highlight what a good deal we get in the UK. Yeah, it's literally like two days, for the cost of two days, for what we pay is what it would cost you on the gate in the US. Yeah, and definitely, definitely on the Disney tickets, and I've said this before, you know, the UK tickets you can get 7-day, 14-day, and 21-day, and it's it's basically like the top level of access for that limited period. If you buy a ticket in the US, the, unless you get an annual pass, which is even more expensive, the the bit, the longest ticket you can get is a 10-day ticket, so... So we actually get a really good deal on the Disney on the Disney Ultimate tickets. Plus, yeah. you get a free Memory Maker included, and, and some other bits and pieces. You get some discounts. Um, you get free miniature golf if it's uh, certain times of the day. I think it's up to four or five in the afternoon. So you, you get some other bits and pieces. But but yeah, your, your ticket option next a good one because you you don't need fourteen days at Universal. So that would probably save, I think, about 500 quid off of what I said there. So I'd probably bring it down to about 9,500. Yeah, it will be. It will be. But at the same time, you've still got to add on the, the... That's universal. So you've still got to add on your SeaWorld. And the cheapest I could find for SeaWorld for a one-day ticket was £95 a head. Yeah, that was so about the same. 
So that's 400 yeah. quid. So actually you're not really, although you, you save the money on the universal tickets. Yeah. You then lose but, it by buying the SeaWorld tickets. Yeah, but I'd, I'd already added in the SeaWorld tickets at a similar price as to what you're talking about. So, oh. so basically if we took your universal US tickets yeah. and replaced, and replaced mine, you'd bring the cost down by about, you bring it down to about nine and a half thousand quid. Yeah. So who's going next? I think we should let Mr. Ripley go next, if he's ready to do so. Well, I, I think so. Um, so I was doing DVC, and uh, the cheapest DVC uh, resort has historically always been Key West. It was their first one, and there's a lot of love for it, but there's a lot of people who don't like it because it's a bit out of the way, and it's a bit, you know, it could be a little bit, tiny bit run down, but it's not. It's, it's okay. But that is the cheapest one that I found. Um, so if you go into the smallest villa, which still sleeps four, which is a studio, which is essentially just um, it's just a room, like a hotel room, basically, even though it's called a villa. <laughs> the cheapest way of doing it for people that aren't members, or even if you are a member, um, is to rent points from people that have got surplus points that want to use them up before they expire. Yeah. So I went on to Dib, and the cheapest uh, uh, sterling cost per point that I could find was someone who was getting rid of points at £7.50 each. So for two weeks in a studio that sleeps for in Key West is 216 points. That works out for the two weeks, £1,620. Wow. That's good. So that's kind of on the pricing uh, range is what the value was coming out at. Yeah, that's right. And you get I you think... do get a little bit more. You yeah. Do, because you get a bulk, you get a little veranda, mm. uh, you get a little microwave fridge, so there's a little kind of kitchenette area. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Plus you get plus you get the other amenities in Oki West that you don't get in all star, so there's like more pools. You've got like bike hire at the boat to Disney Springs, uh, volleyball. There's this extra recreational stuff in Oki West. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've never been there, um, and in fact, I don't actually know anyone that's ever been there myself, like my friends. But I know it's very popular. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a cracking resort. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. And they've just refurbished it as well. So. Um, oh wow. It's it's a great resort. Love it. Been there about three three or four times, I think. So is it tucked out the way, or is it? Cause it's, it's actually not... it's actually really close to Disney Springs. Um, I was going to say because you drive past it, don't you? If you yeah, you do. Springs. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's it's not that far away from. It's pretty close to Typhoon Lagoon. It's not too far from from Epcot, really. Um, it's, and it's very close to Port Orleans. If you know where the two Port Orleans resorts are, you got. Oki West, then you've got the two Port Orleans in a, in a row. Mm. Um, so the thing I will say about renting points, now, this is completely legal, it's completely fine. Disney, you know, they don't care, they don't encourage it, but they don't care that they allow you to do it as part of your contract. However, if the proverbial hits the fan and something goes wrong, you've not got Atoll or Disney or anyone there to protect you, you are entering into a contract directly with the person that's selling those points. So 
there is a level of trust there that the person's not going to pocket your 1600 quid and then not book your holiday. So I will preface that by saying there is a, a small risk when renting points. So when you do, I mean, there are various websites you can go on. The Dib is one that allows people to talk about this and to do that. There are more formal options. I think there are uh, DVC um, actual, not DVC per se, but websites that you can pay an extra fee and then it's the, the, the sellers are more checked out, aren't they? Yeah, there's there's a couple. I, I looked at one. I've never done it through this particular website, Dave's DVC Rentals. That's the one I was there trying is, to think. Yeah, there is a level of protection, but but you're right, there's still a little bit of risk. Mm. If you go through them, you'll pay a little bit more for the points. I've got a feeling it was about $12, $13. Again, it mm. depends when you're going, but mm. um, it will be a little bit more than what you said, Chris, because that's a cracking deal there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is... I went through the dib to find people that were selling their points, and this person's just trying to get rid of some that she's got um, yeah. at, at this time of year. Um, so that's the accommodation. The cheapest flights I could find were just Thomas Cook. Um, for a family of four, it was 2,884. Um, I did try all different ways. I mean, also, I mean, if you wanted to um, eat into your holiday, you can actually go with the Queen Mary II uh, on, <laughs> on Cunard, uh, and go across on a transatlantic cruise for a family of four. That's thirteen hundred quid. So you know that's nearly half what the airline is. But the problem is you're going to take two weeks crossing the Atlantic on a ship that's probably not very good. Um, but it gets you there cheaper. That would be actually quite cooler. <laughs> it would be. That's yeah. That's definitely something that's on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, and then I went on to travelsupermarket.com and via Argos Car Hire, whoever the hell they are, uh, the cheapest uh, car that can seat uh, five people, including luggage, uh, the economy range was 299 Again, this is all in sterling. Um, Disney World tickets, it's very, very hard to find discounts with them, um, even if you're a seasoned DVC, there's not much discount with those. Um, I found for a family for 1,479. I don't know if that sounds right from what other people have got. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I found. Yeah, about that's that. Right. Uh, Universal for a family of four. I like your idea, Nick. That's a very good idea. The cheapest I could find for the 14 day was a thousand and forty pounds. Um. What was the other things I had to add? That's all I've got on my list so far. SeaWorld. Uh, SeaWorld, yeah. Oh, you can uh, flag them on Groupon for five. Yeah, yeah. They're giving them away now with um, <laughs> curly fries. Uh, and 2,700, I think it was, Craig spending money? Spend, yeah. yeah. All right, so forgetting SeaWorld then, mine is uh, £10,022. Still not bad, that, though. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Ten thousand and twenty-two pounds. Well, basically, they're pretty similar, really, because your hotel cost is about the same as mine. Mm. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing on that though, is that unlike yours, Mister D, there's no dining. So Chris has no. got better accommodation, arguably better accommodation, but yeah. there is no food included in that with uh, at all. Whilst yours at least had quick service. Yeah, that's true. So it's something to to bear in mind. Um, But I'm pretty sure that anyone that buys uh, the ultimate 
uh, tickets from Disney will get Memory Maker, Magical, yeah. Tragical Express, um, mm. and you know certain discounts or you know at, at various locations. The, so the other thing is, is those studios for DVC, like Paul said, they've got microwaves and a kitchenette area, and you could heat up stuff, mm-hmm. but you really couldn't cook meals in those studios. No, no so it was like a got... challenge. <laughs> well, pot noodles, no problem. Yeah. You can do waffles in a toaster. Yeah. Mm. Birds of potato. Yeah. Okay. Dead nice. Each each there. It's not saying I've done. I'll, I'll be honest, but uh, I'm open to it. But thank you, Chris. That was uh, that was interesting because the only question I think it's already been answered. But you know, I did wonder if you know how you stood with the DVC if you weren't a DVC member. But you know, it does appear that. You don't need to have bought into DBC. You just need to buy the points from somebody, rent the yeah. points from somebody yeah. to, to use it. So uh, that's that's excellent. Thank you. Um, any anyone want to go first? I think I want to go away because we had two Disney ones. So Lord Luke, are you ready to go? Yep. I'll Come go. on, bring yep. the fire. So uh, International Drive. So we uh, are going to stay at Coco Key. Hotel and water park um, on the <clears throat> north end of International Drive. So, if you get a package deal from uh, Travel City Direct, oh. it'll cost you four thousand and twenty-three quid. That's for flights, accommodation, and car. But the car wasn't very good, and it wouldn't let you upgrade the car either. Ooh. It was a um, Small Nissan two door, so well, four pe- four people not really ideal. You just leave that. Yes, yeah, yeah, go. because take it off and it actually cost went up slightly. Yeah, so you um, just a lot of people do that. You just leave the car and go and set up their own car, are you? Mm. Um, so then I explored doing it, it um, buying everything separately. So I got it from four thousand twenty three down to three thousand four hundred and forty. By buying everything separately, that got you a uh, same flights. So that's um, leaving Manchester at uh, ten o'clock in the morning, and then leaving Orlando at six o'clock the following uh, two, fourteen days later. Oh, I can't. Uh, you developed the Manchester accent. Yeah, I heard Manchester. 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 <laughs> um, that was Virgin. That was economy seats. Um, then same hotel, same, uh, same check-in, same check-out, but that was just going on TripAdvisor and booking it through that. And then the car hire, I've gone on to a car hire website. Um, in fact, I went on a couple actually and found, um, a rough price of 530 quid for the car. So yeah, I got to 3,440 for that. That's Um, cheap, Dad. Then I've gone with the tickets. Now, I went with a 14-day pass for everywhere, basically, that will cost you 3,400, uh, 3,054 quid. Four people, 14 days each, unlimited. Um, accommodation, uh, a transport, if you wanted to go all the way out to Tampa, it included uh, Bush Gardens. So it's one of the Orlando Freedom tickets, and that mm-hmm. was through Attractions Ticket Direct. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's got all all six Disney parks. It's got all the Universal parks, SeaWorld, uh, Aquatica, Bush Gardens. Uh, yeah, coach ride out there. The only thing it didn't have was Legoland, but that wasn't uh, asked for anyway. Um, the only thing I'd say about that, Luke, is I, I looked at that as well, and and they have they have like options with Disney and without, and mm-hmm. then they've got options with Universal and with that. And if you take Disney off, it's it's cheaper to buy the one Except, without Disney. Oh, and buy ah. Disney. I I you ruined okay. my surprise, Mr. Uh, Day. That was my that was uh, my trick up the sleeve. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> okay. Okay, so yeah, it's even been cheaper then. Um, and then I've gone... Spending money, yeah, at the 2000. So my total price is... Uh, Sorry, quick maths. Oh, drum roll. Uh, six, four, six, seven. No. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. Why are we? Have you added on the parking for the for the all the Which car parks? Someone said one hundred and thirty dollars. Okay, so plus one hundred and thirty. So you're talking six thousand eight hundred. And you're spending money is including that as well. Spending money is on that, yeah. That's wow. still pretty substantial, though. Yeah. Yeah. So when wow. I first when I first had it, I had it down at about ten thousand. Um, but yeah, got it down to seven. So save three thousand just by shopping around. See, it's quite funny because when when you said at the beginning about it being uh, th- like the result was about uh, four thousand pounds, I thought, blimey, some of these Disney results sound cheap. But that included your flights. Yes, it did. Whilst I think most of the so far we've talked has been the result, and then we've added on the flights. So once you said that, I was like. Oh, actually, now we're talking. And now you've said that. That's that's incredible. Yeah, break it down again yourself. Um, I, I I didn't have a chance to try this out, but I also read an article yesterday where if you're if you've got the time and you're savvy enough, you can get a VPN. Um, acts like you're in the destination country, so act like you're in Orlando, and then search for the flights there. Ninety nine percent of the time, they will come out cheaper. Wow. Um, you're not doing anything wrong by doing that. You're just sort of um, using a backdoor with the system. Playing, yeah, playing the game, aren't you? I suppose. Yeah. yeah, because the, the, a few years ago, the different countries in Europe were different yes. prices for Disneyland Paris, didn't yeah. they? Still yeah. are. Still are right yeah. now. Are they? Yeah. yeah. That's a great use for the VPN. Book them from Germany and they're a lot cheaper. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the only thing I will say on that, whilst that is in, in some way... That is quite good advice in one way. I also remember the Matthew Broderick film War Games, so I'm <laughs> conscious that you might accidentally try and nuke Russia whilst using a VPN. So I'm just saying, Want to play a nice game of chess. <laughs> it, might, it is a risk, but yeah, yeah, it's a risk. But to be honest, to save that much money, probably yeah. it's worth taking. So when, when, when I've actually got some time, I'll, I will actually try it just as a little experiment um, and get back. Thank you, thank you. Um, I do fear it's been a little bit of a sausage party, so I'd love to hear from Amanda. You go, girl. So, 
Mine was stay on site at Universal. And I'm not going to lie, I was dead lazy with doing this. Like, I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to try and say that I spent as much time, like, doing research as you guys did. Because when I'm booking my holidays, I am lazy. Like, I rely on, especially the last few years, for Virgin Holidays to come through and give me a good deal. And I feel like I book it at the right time of the year. This is not the time of the year that I would usually book it. And I also never go in the summer. I can yeah. save you money right away. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, because well, I, I used to book everything through Virgin. If you just book, if you just book your flight separately and everything else, you'll save money. Well, when I first started going alone, I used to book everything separately. So I used to book through things like Travel Republic and things like that. And I'd fly with Thompson and go to Sanford. And then I started going back to international and i was like i'm not saving all that much money and the perks that i'm getting with virgin probably even out so and i'll get to that in a minute so basically i was really really lazy and i priced up two different things but then decided that the one that looked more expensive in the beginning was actually the better deal so first i was looking at aventura because i knew that aventura was the cheaper of the on-site hotels at Universal. So the price that I got for four flights, so two adults, two kids, flight and hotel 14 nights at Aventura was £4,280. That's a good price, that. That's not bad, though, is it? It is good. Like, it's really, really good. And so then I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to have to say parking. Well, going to have to say parking on site and the parking. Like, I don't actually know what the Aventura price is yet. I don't think anybody, unless they've already stayed there, knows because it's not advertised anywhere. But I imagine that's going to be the same as Sapphire Falls, which was about $20 a day. And I was like, no, I don't want to be paying that. So I had a look at Cabana Bay. And because Cabana Bay is a Virgin Holidays favourite, you get extra perks for booking through Virgin at Cabana. So you will get free parking, which is usually $14 a day. That's good. Exactly. You get free rubber rings for the Lazy River. And you get complimentary drinks on arrival. So I was like, that is good enough for me. So that was a little bit more expensive at 4339 But I actually saved money. Because it's free parking. But it's only free parking at Universal, and you're not spending 14 days at Universal. No, it's free parking at the hotel. Only at the hotel. It's what I'm saying. So I'm not going to drive from a hotel to Universal anyway, so that doesn't matter. But I would usually be paying, like, 14 to $20 a day to park at either resort. Mm. And I'm going to get that for free because it's a Virgin Holidays favourite hotel. So I have saved a bit of money there. And the car hire is included. Now, usually I don't hire a car because I don't like driving in Orlando. But when Josh comes with me, we do hire a car and he drives and I book it separately through, I think Alamo is who I usually use. Yeah, that's who I use. Yeah, I think, I think like, I just, I just picked the first one. But this is included and I didn't know where it was at first, but while you guys have been talking, I've explored it and it is a Toyota RAV SUV. Okay. Which I don't think is bad. I think that's fine size for a family. 
So that's included. I've heard about people saying that the insurance that you get in these packages isn't good. Yeah. So I imagine I'd have to get my own insurance on top, but I did. I'm not going to lie. I didn't look into that. I'm just taking what they've given me. So then if I looked at, and I did the same thing that Luke did with a 14-day ultimate ticket to Universal, Disney, and SeaWorld, which was about £3,000-ish for four. Is that right? About that, like yeah. Three, like £3,020 or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then I estimated that I'd maybe spend six days of my trip at Disney where I'd have to pay $20 a day for parking, which would work out to be about £95 once I'd done the conversion. And then I had the £100 fuel, which Craig said I had to pay. Yeah. And 2000 Yeah, I've included it in mine, so <sighs> I followed Scouses the rules. <laughs> the world. Exactly. And I did the £2,730 spending money, and altogether, it came to £10,164.67p. Whoa. So, how much again? £10,000. Yeah. £164.67p. Yeah. And that was only being lazy. Like, if I would have, like, really dug into the detail with it and booked things separately, I know I could have got that loads cheaper. Yeah. But I wouldn't have got the free parking benefit, so... So when they open up their new hotels that are on mm-hmm. the old Wet and Wild site, they're going to be even cheaper, aren't they? Well, yeah, I was yeah. hoping that I might be able to get, like, an estimated price for them, and that's what I was kind of looking for. I couldn't find anything. I I was listening to Jim Hill the other day, and he claims you'll be able to travel from them hotels to the bus stop at Universal quicker than Cabana Bay's bus, because Cabana I, Bay I has got traffic that. lights. So. Mm, that's probably like, true. So I, I never, ever take that Cabana Bay bus. I love anyway. that walk. I love I that walk. Yeah. I prefer to walk. Sometimes I'll, I'll walk to Sapphire and get the boat, naughtily, but I really enjoy that walk. Yeah, the only problem with the walk is when you get to the theme park and it's late, you get all the drunk people hanging over the side of Margaritaville going... Aah! You mean me that and is Craig. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's but I do really Boston enjoy and that. Luke. It is. Well, Luke's usually the sober one trying to carry me in. True. Like Amanda, you're embarrassing me. And <laughs> uh, that's before you've had a drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. That's that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I still, for me, I still think the problem is. I mean, you've been conservative there at six days at, at Disney. Admittedly, even if you double that, that's still only another hundred quid. So it's not going to add a, a massive deal to the holiday. But for me, it's the it's a driving to the parks and and everything like that um, that kind of puts me off a little bit. But I think Abana Bay is a lovely hotel. So, well, you know what? Usually, I would. I would like, like I said, I don't like driving when I'm there myself, so I get Ubers. And if I'm getting Ubers, I'm not having to pay for parking anyway. Yeah. I'm not having to pay for the car hire. And on average, it's about $13 each way mm-hmm. from Universal to Disney. So it's not expensive. Like years ago, when I used to get taxis, like a Mia's taxi, don't want to drop them in it or anything, but it's like $40 each way. <laughs> you just dropped them in it. 
<laughs> like sorry Mia's I do like yeah but that's like that's crazy money but it, it's about 15 20 minutes drive maximum where does the Uber drop you Amanda right at right in the very front of the park so if I'm going to Epcot it will literally drop me off right at the very front so it's a good it's a good deal then really isn't it because it's, it's not that much different from what you pay for parking mm-hmm. and you know if you but you probably get in and out quicker then if you've got your Uber you waiting for you you don't have to remember where you've parked, and literally, if you go to Animal Kingdom, right at the very front. The only one where it's a concern is uh, Magic Kingdom, where they drop you off at the ticket and transportation. Yeah, that's the only one. All the others are at the gate. Yeah, mm. but if you were driving, you'd drive to ticket and transportation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you'd be you'd be parked God knows where. If I'm getting new, better dropping me off at the front of ticket and transportation. Well, if you're smart, they... smart, yeah, you I was going to. Can you take an Uber to the Contemporary? Secretly, I take Ubers to the Contemporary. Yeah, ah, oh, even better, <laughs> and then walk over. But that's naughty, and they shout at you if they find out that's what you're doing. So keep that secret. <laughs> yeah, don't. Anyone listening, don't tell anyone. This is just between you and us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, would you not say? All right, I haven't been to Key West, but would you not say that um, Amanda's choice there is better than Key West and the Disney Valley Resorts? Well, the only you thing s- you got. The only thing for me is I don't want to stay 14 nights in Universal. So the, I'd end up spending more time traveling to Disney. So for me, it'd be better to do a split stay and do like, I don't know, 10 nights in, in a Disney value and four nights in a, in a Universal value. Mm. This is exactly it. I feel like this is going to really heavily depend on the style of holiday that you want. Like some guy who I work with, sent me a message a few days ago and he's like, oh, I'm going to Florida for the first time ever and I know that like you go all the time and I want to know whether I'm really better off staying at Disney and making use of the dining plan or whether I'm going to be better saving money and staying on International Drive. And I was like, honestly, that's entirely up to you and I feel like you need to do some research on it. But I mean, I know someone who has a podcast that you can listen to to get the info. But... <laughs> I personally would not stay on property at Disney, but that's just me. I know that I'm a weird one. You are, Because yeah. everyone else would be like, oh, my God, no, you have to stay on site Disney. I am just, I can't think of anything, like, that I'd rather not do more than stay on site at Disney for right now. When I've got kids, I think I will want to, but the, t- the style of holiday that I enjoy right now is that I spend the majority of my time at Universal. Yeah, I get that. I mean, there'd be very little point in you staying at Dis- on Disney property and going to Universal for 90% of your trip. That makes no sense at all. So I, I get that. But if you were doing the holiday, if you're looking at it as the kind of what, what Craig was looking at, which was, a, you know, more of a Disney holiday with a couple of days at Universal, to me, and going to what Mr. D was saying, to me, it would make much more sense to go for the value purely because you're getting at least one meal a day chucked in for that cost. Well, the, the minimum to, to qualify for the dining plan is five nights. Yeah. Because um, my brother-in-law's flying in. He's not doing the full um, 20 days with us next year. He's doing three nights at the Hard Rock with us instead of the five and um, five nights at Beach Club instead of the 14. 
Right. And then he's got he's going off on his own adventures at that point. But we did that specifically so we could qualify for the food. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't take the wind out of anyone's sails, but UK can book free dining, can't you? Yeah. For the next year? Yeah. Yeah. After you, we've got you, it, yeah. Can, but it's dependent on the resort level, whether it really is free. So, so value, you get a breakfast. Moderate, you get a quick service. And deluxe, you get the regular dining plan. And but then it's the dining plan above that as well, of course. Yeah, I don't think it comes mm. free with anything. But you, no. you can you can pay to to upgrade any of us. Mm-hmm. So that was that was what I said. The um, if you want to upgrade the breakfast to the quick service mm. for four people, it's nine hundred and eighty quid for the time period that we're talking about. Or if you want to upgrade to the regular dining plan, it's fifteen hundred and forty quid. So you can you can do that no matter where you stay. Does Universal do anything similar? They do. They don't do a, a, a dining plan as such, but me and Craig got their quick. I can't remember what they called it now, but it was like a quick meal plan, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a meal which included a dessert and a drink, and then it was a snack and a drink. Yeah, might have been two uh, drinks actually. Yeah, it might have been two drinks. And it was, it saved us money. And I got discounts on my annual pass as well, which saved us a little bit more money. But I think it was off the top, I can't remember. It was about $27 or $20 yeah, each, something about, like that. About, I think it was about 27 plus tax. Yeah. Hmm. So, but it's not, it's not like what you get at Disney Dining. But no. you, could you, like, when we went to get a drink later on, we handed over the card, they scanned it, it took the credit off the card. And then it, you know, they gave you like a balance of what you had left to use. Um, but you would have to do that every day. I don't think there was a way of buying that in advance. It's not like it comes packaged. So you would have to, um, you know, buy that as you kind of went along rather than at Disney, here's your card, here's your credits. Mm. You know, you've got these to use before you leave, basically. So not quite. Maybe that's something that they'll look into. Um, I spend all of my Disney dining plan credit on sweets, honestly. Or food and wine. And yeah. fries. Yeah, that was me. Chips, <laughs> sweets, <laughs> slushies. That's all I'd buy because I don't like eating. Like, a, a Disney dining plan would be wasted on me. Yeah, you do. Because I don't like eating at Disney. For someone who like who say, says that they, that they love food, you do seem to really hate food. Um, I, I love food. I hate Disney food except food and wine. That's what my problem is. Well, if their lawyers are listening, that was a man that said that and not anyone else. I mean, if your lawyers are listening, make food that I'm going to enjoy and I'll, I will love it. I, I'm, I'm foodie. pretty sure their lawyers aren't the ones that make the menu choices. But Well, I mean, you could say to them, hey, make more vegetarian options because your vegetarian fans are upset. That's 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 very true. Yeah, and vegans are becoming even bigger. But uh, we're not here to discuss our weird dietary requirements on this podcast. Um, I think we've got myself, P-Dubs, and I think Craig left, haven't we? Yeah. Craig, let's go to you. Okay. So I'm the villa option. So right off, uh, flights, Thomas Cook, uh, £686 each, coming in at £2,744. I then went on trip.com for the car hire and got a Nissan Versa for £256. 
I then went on Home and Away website, which is Villas, um, and it's it was a villa in the Southern Dunes, which is by Haines City, so it's on 27. So to get to the parks, it's down 27 and up the I-4. Uh, that come in at £930 for 14 nights, plus, plus £250 uh, refundable damage deposit. So that's that's the beauty of a villa. And it was only a villa that slept eight, and there's only four of us, do you know what I mean? So you could split that cost as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I then went to American Attractions, and I got their... Um, Orlando Ultimate Ticket, which was £727 per adult, £697 per child, which was all of the Disney parks, all of the Universal, SeaWorld, Aquatica and Bush Gardens. That come in at £2,848. Ah, now, let me just stop you there. <clears throat> uh-huh. Did you check... <laughs> It was this year's ticket price and not next year's because I made that mistake. And when I realised I'd made that mistake, it actually pushed the price up considerably on the ticket. I think it was last uh, next year's price, yeah. I don't know, I've slept since then. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, parking at the resorts, because I'm in a villa, so I have to park everywhere to go, um, was... Uh, just short of $200 for Disney. I was given Disney nine days. I was given Universal two days. Sorry, Amanda, $44. Uh, and SeaWorld one day. Uh, total parking was coming in. I'm going between dollars and pounds, but it was £204. So, um, turn over the page. Uh, did a £78 on fuel. Um Spends £270, The grand total was £9,791. Okay. That's, buy, that's buying all your food because there's no Disney dining plan. Yeah. Um, but you're in a villa, so you can do a lot of your own cooking. You can do your barbecues. You can go to Walmart, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Okay. So if you, you take out that, did you include that 250 deposit as well? The two fifty deposit would push it over ten thousand. Oh, okay. But even if you split the villa with another family, it brings it down even more. Yeah, only only uh, by five hundred quid. But and uh, you know, you've got to share your villa then with another family. Does mm. that? I I do I do like a villa holiday, and doing this research has made me think: Do I really want to look at DVC next year? Mm. Mm. Would I not be better buying a villa for when I'm old? I think I think that's a better option. But that, 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 that's 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 my take on the whole situation. I think DVC is a wonderful concept wrapped up, but it's not going to be for everybody. No, definitely not. Definitely not for Craig's dancing hands. Um, <laughs> right, go on, P Dubs. Do you want to go before me? Yeah. So I was doing the moderate resort at Disney. So my flights, I got indirect flights from London Heathrow, Mm -hmm. uh, stopping in Washington, weirdly. Um, And they came in at £588 each, so £2,349. Cheap. 
Um, That's because it was not direct, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hotel, the cheapest one currently is Caribbean Beach Resort due to the building works at the moment. Um, so it was a preferred room as well. They didn't have any standard rooms left. Um, includes the free quick dining, uh, quick service dining plan, and that was £2,982 uh, £2, for that. Uh, I took the tickets direct from Disney. Um, rather than going elsewhere for the 14-day tickets, 1,556, um, which I think is similar to, to everybody else's. Yeah, I'm not nice. going to have a hire car because I'm on property. Well, that's um, no, it's not. <laughs> um, so my universal tickets are the same as everybody said, just over a thousand, uh, 1,070 pounds. Uh, sea World, 432 pounds. Um, and then what I did, I actually went and looked at Uber uh, and found the prices that it would cost to, to get to Universal for two days, um, which was £54.84. And uh, yeah, that's that's for both days there and back. And that for is, a day that's at, cheap, that. Yep, and the day at SeaWorld was £17.42. <laughs> what? How? Yeah, it's only eight. It's only eight pound. What? <laughs> Group on? Yeah. No, 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 no. That's, a, that's no, no. Wait. That's, that's the um, Uber. Right. I found oh, right, the right, right. SeaWorld ticket Sorry. for that cheap. I was like, what? <laughs> He'd already said the SeaWorld ticket. It was about a um, hundred pound ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The so, not available that far in <laughs> advance, people. No. So that comes to eight thousand four hundred sixty-one pound plus. Crazy. Um, spending money, though obviously with the dining plan, you probably won't need quite as much spending money. You'll be bringing a couple of iPads back. <laughs> yeah. So, again, just over 10,000. Yeah. Before anyone else goes, I've just actually utilised that time while I was listening to Paul to do some further digging. Right. right. Can, I just, can I just, before you even go any further than that, man, can I just say that this, everybody, listening is an example of how women can multitask and men can't multitask yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much so i worked really hard on this right and so i went on skyscanner and i found four flights with thomas cook yeah same dates same times blah 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 going to mco 2792 then I went on to Travel Republic, which was my old faithful, and both Aventura and Cabana Bay were both 14 nights, 1,891. Wow. Which took the total of the flight and hotel to 4,683, which is £350 more than it was with Virgin. And with Virgin, I am getting free parking. Two. So Virgin are the winners. Ooh, I will stay with Virgin year on year. Virgin, don't do me dirty this year and give me a good view. You should have uh, should have used Travel City Direct. Always check with Travel City Direct because mm. they are Virgin. Yeah. They're in right, the well, room. when someone goes next, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, there's only me left. Right, well, well while you're doing that, I'm going to look on Travel City. Well, okay, everyone. So in part two of this, because Nick's going to be three hours now. Can I, Nick, sorry, can I just give you one quick update on this? Right. I've found an even cheaper villa than Craig's villa. Right. Right. 
If you go on to Airbnb, Hannah Chong is renting out a room in her villa for 18, 18 quid a night for those dates, right? So that equals with the service fee, 290 pounds. You get one double bed, a mattress on the floor, a desk with one chair. She will give you the internet password to her wireless broadband. You can use her kitchen when she's not there. You mustn't use her toilet. She will give you one bottle of shampoo a week, but, and this is the critical thing, the carbon monoxide detector is not working. So, so bring your own. Yeah, bring, bring your, your own, own carbon monoxide detector. Well, you don't need it at home because you're going to be on holiday. So just take, take it off the ceiling exactly. and take it with you. So you 290 quid for 14 nights for four. Mr. Chong comes and talks to you, isn't it, <laughs> He, ch- he chings you the chong. I mean, you lose your kidneys probably at the end of the holiday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you are all in one room rather than one villa. But think mm. of the savings. Yeah. So, carbon monoxide detector isn't working, but the methane detector is. So you're okay. <laughs> That's right. And she puts the air conditioning on only at weekends. That's what I was going to actually ask you, Craig. Was with your villa, did that include? you know, pool heating and stuff like that, or, was that, or were they hidden extras? Only um, a corpse would need pool heating in July. <laughs> just saying, just saying, it's what people often get stung with. Um, Before well. you start, I've just been on Travel City, right? Yes, Amanda is on it. Right, £5,399. It's almost a £1,000 more. It's more than a thousand pound more. Right, Amanda, do me a favour. Go back and do that through Virgin right now. I'm, on, I'm still on Virgin. Clear, yeah, but clear I'm just saying, just as well. Yeah, just just do it again. Just do it again because you know these things do change. Just in case. Um, right, yeah, so all what... of ours have changed, haven't they? At this point, because uh... I did mine last week. Oh, well, think, that's cheating. I think it massively depends on what time of year you go as well. Because we're, yeah. we're talking about the peak summer period here. 17th when, of July, it, it yeah. is, it, from the UK, is a bit of a funny one because I'm, I don't know if that's when the holidays are starting in Scotland. Actually, no, 17th of July, they probably would have done. They're just about to start, yeah. Just yeah, start. yeah, so it might be when they start to increase the prices a little bit. I, I wonder if a week before would have been even them, cheaper. Them flight prices of 600, I mean, I was Thomas Cook, so 600, so they're always cheap at Cook. 686 is a really good price for a flight. Hang on a second, hang on a second. And anybody impressed by my Tampa flight, it's direct from Gatwick and it's 502 quid. That's amazing. That's pretty good. Now, the only thing I will say, when I was doing my flights, um, I think in the end, I think they're they're, they're BA that I went with in the end. So you had the, the cheapest ticket only gave you hand luggage. So, excuse me, I went, I made sure that I had checked baggage added to mine. So I think there was like economy and premium economy or plus economy, I think it might have been called, where that gave you checked in luggage of 23 kilos per person. Because so have, no, have one added... going, no one is going to Florida for two weeks with hand luggage. Craig just about did that for a weekend. No mm. one's doing that to Florida. So, And I took all my old undies with holes in. It's true. <laughs> I did throw a lot of stuff away. So 
you know, that that's all I will say when I go through my pricing. I may not have the cheapest flights, but I know that my flights have the things that you need to have on your flights. Mm. Um, so when I first looked, I did, like the, the very basic thing I did was direct with Disney, um, Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, free Disney dining, memory maker, magical tragical express, 14 day tickets, direct flights there and back with BA. And that was coming in at 9,362. <laughs> now that was just doing that directly, like, you know, very simply through them. Now, I then went back and looked at it separately. So Animal Kingdom Lodge by itself, um, with the, with the same flights, uh, but via Skyscanner, and that included the 23 checked in baggage that I said about, uh, came in at 9,000, uh, 132 or 4,732 without tickets. Okay. So that, that was the Disney side of things. Then I looked at the attraction tickets. So you've got two options here. You can either buy your tickets directly with Disney or you can do one of the kind of packages that you can get for an attractions, uh, direct type place. So the attractions tickets direct. Uh, SeaWorld one day passes were 380 quid. Absolute con job. Um, but you get a 14 day. I love SeaWorld. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that is for one day. That's a lot, right? Well, you can get 14 days for 105 pounds. That, exactly. I get that. So Universal was 100, uh, 1022. SeaWorld was 380. Or you could get 14-day tickets for everything except Legoland and Disney for 1418 The ultimate Disney ticket, which included all the stuff you would have got if you booked direct, 1476 So £3,026 would have been all of your tickets. Magical Express, Memory Maker, all that nice jazz, right? So, uh, I looked, I didn't look at Uber, cause I've heard a lot of people slag off Uber. So I looked at Lyft. Lyft to Universal for two days return to, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge was 59.20. Uh, Lyft to SeaWorld was 23.48 return. So that's 63.95 in cost just for, for Lyft. But I don't think that's too bad, considering how much parking costs. Mm. Being driven there, I don't think that's terrible. Who have you heard complain about Uber? You, Fake on, news. I on, love Uber. Of, I love Uber. On a lot of a lot of forums, a lot of uh, Orlando Facebook pages, people have been charged. There was a family that went uh, got picked up from SeaWorld, taken back to Disney, um, and when they uh, checked the Uber app, they'd been charged a hundred pound for the seats being wet. But the, oh. they said they weren't. They weren't even in swimming costumes. So people do sometimes... And same in the UK, you do get people that try and charge you for, you know, vomit in the car or something. Or I've, had seats prob- dirty. I've had problems with Uber, right, in Liverpool, where the Uber can't get down the road to pick you up because it's so busy on a Saturday night and whatnot. And you do get charged a non-turning-up fee of whatever it is. And do you know when you, you challenge it, you get a refund immediately? 
I've never ever had an issue with Uber. I found every Uber. Well, I've had one, but it wasn't really an issue. It was that he had like blue UV strip lights all inside the car, and it was like a Fast and Furious kind of car. And I really felt like I was on the Fast and Furious ride. And I had to send a screenshot of my journey to Josh, like in case I die or I get kidnapped and I end up part of some kind of Fast and Furious gang. This is this is the name of my driver. To be but fair, it was a fine journey. To be fair, that sounds more fun than the Fast and Furious attraction sounds. It most so. definitely was more fun. He was fine. He just didn't want to speak to me and didn't want to have anything to do with me. And he was just a little bit mean, but didn't charge me anything extra. And it's fine. I didn't really want to talk to him either. But like when I was at the airport, when I landed, I had ordered the Uber to where I was standing using the GPS and the poor guy had gone to the downstairs part, but I was at the upstairs part. Oh, bugger. And he's on the phone to me, like, you're not here. And I'm like, I literally am here. And I'm, like, waving my hands all around, like, look <laughs> around. I am here. Like, I can see your dot and my dot are next to each other, so you must be. And he's like, no. And half an hour later, we still couldn't find each other. And then he was like, I think you're in a, a upstairs and I'm downstairs. And I'm like, no, I'm in the right place. And he's like, no, I am. And he was still being really nice to me. And then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> now. Right. And he didn't charge me anything. I was like, so, I'll come to you. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to come to you. So it all ended well. And he didn't charge me anything extra. There, there's also an update on the Airbnb situation with Hannah. What? Uh, she's got, she's got, got a monoxide detector. I'll just give it to you quick, right? There's uh, some reviews here. There's a pretty young girl, looks about 20-odd, called Brittany, and she says, uh, Hannah was a good host, very nice house in a quiet neighbourhood. We enjoyed our stay, but the downside was we had to share the room with a guy called Raja. <laughs> no. And then, and then Raja has done his own review, and he put, I had excellent times, especially during the night. <laughs> no. So, this this has know. got to be a spoof, but I I admire it greatly. Um, first things first, Amanda. I've told you before. If you wave your hands in the air, people will think you just don't care. So it, you're never going to sort your Uber situation out if you're standing there waving your arms around. I mean, people didn't think I didn't care. They thought that I was a fucking lunatic. The second <laughs> thing. The second thing is. Can I just take a moment to appreciate the fact that on this episode, Amanda is the only one that's gone off on a ridiculous tangent. <laughs> I'm it, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's never, ever happened. It's always been me, or I've been at least the first person, but Amanda's done it, so I, I need to recognise that. <laughs> um, so, to, to finish off my, my uh, deluxe version, and also one thing that we haven't mentioned with this is that you do get, with this, deluxe dining. So it's not the top tier, but it's the one that gives you um, a quick service and a sit-down meal every day. That's just dining, isn't it? Yeah, it's the regular dining plan. That's just a dining plan. So, it's, so the, the deluxe one is the free, is the free meals? So you got you got quick service, which is all the fast foods. you got regular dining plan, which is one right. quick service. One right. snack, one table service, and then you got the deluxe dining plan, which is death by food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we're going we're going mid level with this, right? But you're not going to need to pay for much food at Disney. That's Would you the- like a wither? One more wither? It's wither thing. 
Um, Riffathin. So this is so this will mean you don't have to buy much food at Disney at all. Most people yeah. won't. Most people will just survive on the dining plan. They won't need to buy any more food. Yeah, um, so it's going to bring down your your other spends a lot. So even though I've included the same amount of spend, you'll have some change at the end of this. So Animal Kingdom Lodge, dining plan, $100 gift card, Magical Tragical Express, um, depending on which time you, you're getting it, Memory Maker, Universal Tickets, SeaWorld Tickets, direct flights with proper baggage allowance, lifts to Universal, there and back for two days, lift to SeaWorld, there and back for two days, £2,730 in daily spends, £13,424.21 was what I got that down to. And if you don't, I've even gone even further, if you don't want Disney dining, so if you're Amanda and you're like, <laughs> Disney dining is not for me, I'd rather pay for all of the food that I'm not going to eat, you can book mm-hmm. the same room via Trivago for £210 less. It shows you the deal then, doesn't it? Yeah. So effectively, for £210, you are getting your food catered for you at Disney for almost wow. your whole stay. So, it, it, you know, we do get a good deal with the free dining while, while we still get it. That could be like one meal, uh, I don't know, like Le Cellier or something. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but you do still have to pay your tips. If you're gonna if you're gonna have sit down meals, you do have to still pay your tips. So it's not again. I suppose that comes with the daily spends, but just something else to to bear in mind. So Craig, what what's the scores on the doors? I'm obviously most expensive. Yeah, but I've got my holiday up for next year. Um, like in, you know, we're doing the five nights at the Hard Rock and two weeks at Beach Club. And that is 15,492. So you're not a million miles away. No. Um, the, the best one was Luke on International Drive. And if I want to see his pants, if he can get a holiday, including spends for £6,800, I want him to eat his hat. You're not buying it. You're I, saying I his just, research is flawed. I just think that's unbelievably phenomenal good value. Yeah. You could get it cheaper if you had a GoFundMe. Or you want to stay with Hannah. Or Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Roger. Or Roger. Or Roger. <laughs> I had a good cheaper. time. <laughs> but you can sleep in my Roger. suitcase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Roger will actually pay you. <laughs> in love I like and kindness. Watch sleep. But saying that, at, at the same time, as Chris said, we are, you know, a Disney podcast, so therefore a GoFundMe does seem like a reasonable request. Um, so, so you've got Luke at the cheapest, yeah. then you had the Villa as second cheapest. Um, Chris with... Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Um, Mr. D with the uh, the cheap Disney, third cheapest. Then Chris was just above him with the DVC, which is phenomenal when you think about it. Uh, the dubster was in the same pot with Chris. Amanda was a little bit more expensive. And then well, yourself. I paid for fuel. So did I. So did I. So did mm-hmm. I. Mm, I don't I got believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe any of you. <laughs> but it, it just shows you, you can get 
whatever holiday your price point is, they're not all a million miles from each other. So what was the cheapest Disney on... Bearing in mind this is Disaster Dark, you're going to hopefully spend most of your time at Disney Park. What was the cheapest Disney option? Well, Mr. D in the uh, in the budget, what's it called? I always Art, forget. Of, Art of Music it was. Oh, yeah. Value the value, uh, value yeah. resource yeah. was yeah. 9,955. But Mr. Dubs at the next level up was only 10,000 and... Change. Change? It yeah, yeah, it wasn't a lot. I, and that included, then, that included and that, quick that, service, not breakfast. Yeah. And that included more food, yeah? yeah? Mm. You know, so... That is obviously better value, and but then Chris's um, was only ten thousand twenty-two, and he's staying in a DVC resort. But then you would have to have paid. Did you pay for the dining plan or not? No, I don't think you can get it if you do it that way. No, you right. can't. You, yeah. you can have the dining plan, but the the person who owns the points has got to book it for you. Oh you right, okay. yeah, I thought you couldn't. They didn't used to. They only brought that in a couple of years ago, I think. Right. Um, but yeah, if you go through that Dave's DVC, it's you can add dining plan, no problem. And the the thing for staying off property is the frustrations that Amanda had last week trying to book her fast passes. So for us to stay in the villa, our thirty day window, we're going to struggle to get some of the best rides. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't got anything for my upcoming trip, no. and I'm staying off site. Honestly, it's been such a nightmare. Like, not even the fact that I haven't been able to get... Like, I've been able to get everything that I really, really wanted. Like, I'm not bothered about Slinky at the end of the day. I'm not bothered about Soil and Sources. I'm not bothered about Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. They're the things that I couldn't get. I couldn't get Flight of Passage either. I'm just going to queue for it. But what annoys me the most is just the app in general. Mm. It's just so frustrating. Yeah. And I dread using it. It's a problematic app. It, I find that when we're doing that big day of booking your fast passes, I sit on a on a computer and yeah. they do it that way. I can't remember. Um, you might remember this, Craig, but when you're booking dining, I know when you're booking dining, one of the advantages of staying on site is you can book for the first 10 days of your stay. Yeah. So is it the same? I can't remember if it was the same with fast passes. Is it 60 days plus 10 days, or is it... Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah. So that's a massive advantage if you want to book fast passes. If you're going at a busy time of the year, that's a huge advantage. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I mean, Pete was saying on stage the other, the other day that Disney is regularly running at 95% occupancy across the, the board. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. I believe that, honestly. And all them people are booking their their sixty day fast passes plus ten, and in yeah. fact, it's not plus ten. It's plus. Four, we've got fourteen days, and it's plus fourteen. We can do it, and with the dining as well, you can get every day of the holiday. Yeah. Wow. Which again, so, is, if you're trying to get into some of the tough restaurants, and if you're trying to get things like Cinderella's, you know, the, the character breakfast at Cinderella's Castle, or or be our guest or something like that. It's the only way you're going to get it. I couldn't even get the sci-fi diner. Stop it. I know. And I was like, no one ever wants to eat here. It's not a big deal. You can usually just walk in. And I thought, you know what? James hasn't been there for like probably 15 years. 
will go there. And the, the food wasn't the best the last time that I went there, but I think it's improved from what I've heard. And I was like, okay, I'll just book it. And then I know that we've got it. I couldn't even freaking get a reservation there. Uh, the last time I ate there, it was that dark. I ate my way through three fingers before I realised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't get um, Liberty, uh, what's it called? A tavern? A tavern. Yeah. yeah, Liberty Tree Tavern. I couldn't get that. Well, you know what I think the problem is with all of this is that people will book things like out of fear and they're not going to use it. If you if you don't cancel within 24 hours now, they charge you. Well, do they it's charge that, you the whole thing or do they still no, charge $10? It's $10, I think, isn't it? Mm. Like, $10 per booking or $10 per head? I can't remember now. Well, realistically, I've booked things in the past and then I've just cancelled it the day before. And then I personally never check back again the day before to see if that reservation's there. So I'll try and book it like 180 days out. And then I might try again a few weeks before just to see, but I'm not going to check it again. So they probably do all crop up 24 hours before, but I'm like, I'm not going to check it. Can I just say that Hannah Chong does offer the use of seven and a half hangers for your clothes? How much commission are you getting oh. from Hannah Chong, Chris? The freaking hell's oh. half an hanger. You, you Is that just a least, half? At least 10% commission there. I'm just Love saying, it. you know, two weeks, she's got two two reviews, and, you know, it's £290 sterling for four for two weeks in July. I'm just you're, saying... You're not, are you going to cut me in on some of this commish? I mean, at 290 <laughs> quid per fortnight, I don't think there's much commission here. But, but what I really want to know is, are you guaranteed that Raj is going to be there when you book, when you go? I it's think a... you can ask extra for that. You know. yeah, right. I mean, it's I've a... got to be honest, that that would be a deal break. I mean, if I had checked yeah. in there and she's like, oh, he's, he's gone on the holiday, yeah. I'd be like, well, what's the point? Yeah, I want my money back. Yeah, it's, well, it's you like guys are imagining Raja as a man. I'm imagining him as a tiger. <laughs> oh, he's definitely a man. <laughs> a, t- well, a, tiger who, a tiger who writes Airbnb reviews. I think he's a. I think he's a man. I think he's a man on the streets and a tiger in the sheets. But that's. <laughs> I know, that's... He's a man on a list. I think you're. <laughs> <laughs> soon, soon to be. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, now... What, one thing it is worth saying, though, is everything we've priced up is assuming school holidays, assuming, mm. you know, peak periods, and it does make a big difference if you can go outside school holidays. Yes. Not just to the total price, but but also the deals that you can get. I think you can get more deals. There's more variability outside of the school holidays. Yeah. So, like Amanda was saying, you know, all-inclusive with Virgin or, or down it in pieces was much different. I think that was in, in part because it's during the school holidays and they know they can sell it, whereas they try a bit harder when it's uh, when it's at other times. If you'd have booked yeah. this for a few months before uh, we had, so if you'd booked this around April, May time rather than July, uh, if you booked it when they first went on sale, you'd probably get at least one of the, the flights for the kids for free. Um, these are all things that will reduce the overall cost of a holiday. So this is based on going during a peak period, I think it's safe to say. Also, I mean, some of you, well, one of you had, like, really cheap car hire. Another one had, like, really cheap flights. I think it was yeah. the camp one that you pulled. I mean, if we pulled each of those cheap ones from each one's itinerary, I wonder yeah. actually what the cheapest cost would be. Yeah, you could save, you could definitely save some money there. Yeah. 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 
Right, I don't know what to do next, because um, we did have some questions, we do have some questions on Facebook uh, that come through, um, and I need to have a little bit of a rant. I'd rather get the questions done first, if I need to... If I need to have the rant when everyone's dropped off, then that's fine. So, uh, you said rant then. I said what? Rant. Rant. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I'll be straight you. Carry on. Yeah. Back on. Yeah. So, uh, P Dubs, do you happen to have the questions nearby? Possibly. I'm just waiting for them to load. Okay. I do know that one of them will be very, potentially very quick to answer because, uh, it was one aimed at Craig but one that he yeah. has a response to. So that one shouldn't be too bad. And also one of them, the one, the question from, from Beth, we're going to take over to Discover DLP on Disneyland Paris podcast. I, I, just a cheap plug. I've, I've got one that's just come in from uh, Raja69. He wants to know when <laughs> Amanda is travelling to Orlando. Um, the 25th of never. <laughs> and do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> <laughs> and when he says gladiator movies, he means the movie Gladiator. Gladiator. Um, <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, wow. Oh, Austin. Doing me dirty there. <laughs> I am biting my uh, so much. It makes a change. <laughs> it does make a change. Look, a we'll let you release window. it. Roger means with a knife and fork, by the way. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to alarm you, but there was a face by the window behind you there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there was. Don't Roger, was outside the window. Oh, Halloween four. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast. Oh, shall I'm we move on with these questions? Yeah. Come yes. on, then. Bit of normality right. back. Let's let Craig release his tongue. The f- the Walt Disney World four part challenge, Craig. The question from Chris Bay. How would you tackle it? Well, it, I mean, it's changed since I tackled it in 2015. Uh, then we started at Epcot for Rope Drop, and we did, because I've just listened to that podcast again, you can literally hear my heart breaking as Stuart shits all over the Walt Disney World Company. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> too nowadays, though, isn't it? Um, well, uh, we did Test Track, we ran to Mission Space, we had a complimentary fast pass off Disney because they'd messed us around over some tickets. So we used that for Soren. And then I lost my mind on Spaceship Earth because it was a 25 minute wait in the standby queue. What's that about? Oh, what? Then we That's ran the out into the car, drove across to Animal Kingdom. We did Dinosaur and Everest. So this is where it's changed now because you've got Pandora. Um, so you probably jiggle them around a bit. Then we drove to Hollywood Studios and we did um, Rock and Roller Coaster. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 Tower of Terror, um, the great movie ride and Midway Mania. Exactly. Um, And we ate in the sci-fi diner, which Stuart thought was crap because he couldn't see what he was eating. Um, Good point. And then we drove to Magic Kingdom, and we did all the big hitters in, you know, the Three Mountains, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, uh, the classics. 
you know, and then we stayed for the fireworks and we left after the fireworks. So we were there, Epcot for Rope Drop and we left after Magic Kingdom for fireworks. So if you set yourself a very clear path, you'll achieve it dead easy. I have also done the four parks challenge before. And I didn't get as many rides done as you did. But I wasn't driving, I was using the Disney transportation. Oh, the top tip for when you're driving is you pay for parking in the first car park and then you're free in every other car park then. I've just... um, I've done the, the four parks in one challenge myself. I mean, when I say four parks in one day, I mean two parks in Paris. But, you know, it's still a challenge of sorts. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah, it's gonna a challenge be... to find a ride in the second park. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, I'm going to do the four park challenge on my last Disney day on this trip. And I posted in the group before about what you guys thought that I should do. And Nick, I went with you with Epcot as my last park. Go on. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Animal Kingdom first and I'm going to ride Everest and Dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Don't really care about anything else. Then I'm going to leave there. I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom and I'm going to do Space Mountain and at least Haunted Mansion. Yeah. I'll try for Big Thunder Mountain too, but if not, it's no big deal. Then I'm going to head to Hollywood Studios, which I've got fast passes for for the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and Midway Mania. Nice. And then I'm going to finish off at Epcot, Food and Wine, and watch Illuminations. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. So, yes. So, some of us have done it before. Um, and Amanda's doing it again. So when Amanda comes back, um, we can't see when she's going to go, just in case uh, Roger's listening. Um, but when yeah, she's no. back and she does a trip report, then we can talk about it there. I'm excited. I'm tired already. <laughs> go on, Pete. What's next? Uh, the next one was from Alex Train. What do people do with their Disney Universal Blues? Book another holiday. A hundred percent. And I feel like even if you you book a holiday for in two years time, as long as you've got something booked, what I personally like to do is either book it in the airport on the way home <laughs> or already have one booked before I go. Yeah. So I know that once I come back, I've definitely got something to look forward to. I don't watch anything to do with Florida at all for the first week after I get back because it just pains me. Um, I'll tell you what I do with mine, Alex. I record uh, a Disney podcast, which uh, has allowed me to uh, hold Disney Blues back since 2010. Just one podcast? (laughs) Well, as the depression sinks in, I've had to add an extra... week so far. Yeah, I've had to add an extra podcast, which is why I now do six. Um, At the moment, more to be announced. Um, so, so yeah, that's, but honestly, in, in all seriousness, I think because I talk about it so often, that does hold it back. Or the other thing is, you know, you can also book a trip to, uh, Disneyland Paris, which, you know, regardless on, on how you feel about it, even if you're not a big fan, it still gives you some of the Disney magic. And if you do it right, it doesn't cost anywhere near that much that you you couldn't do that in between Florida holidays. If you book it like full whack, yeah, okay, maybe not. But if you're happy to make some compromises, you can do Disneyland Paris very cheap. 
and also like after that first initial sadness like the very very first thing you get back sadness i like listening to theme park soundtracks so i thought you could say theme park trader then and give them yet another plug also theme park trader but theme park soundtracks so i know this isn't a universal soundtrack but i love the islands of adventure soundtrack Mm -hmm. and i really love the epcot loop so i listen to that an awful lot things like when i'm tidying in the house i'll listen to that and then i do watch people's vlogs and obviously the podcast theme park music i think is a great it's a great um answer to that as well because i think there's something to be said about Yeah, listen to, you know, if you can find, there's lots of like Disney online radio stations and stuff like that. They actually play like the park loops. So you can listen to like the Main Street music and stuff. And and that I think is, is really good. It's bit, it's my go to. Bit bittersweet sometimes, but because it brings back the memories, it also brings back the good times. So, um, yeah, I'd say that's a good one as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Main Street loops, my go to. When I always listen to that. I haven't done it for a while, but I used to listen to Window to the Magic. Yeah. And yeah. They, they, have, uh, they brought, uh, I don't know if it's still going, but they brought uh, a Florida version. So oh, you, I... you get ambient sound, you get them going through the parks, you get attraction music and just the crowds and people talking and things like that. And it was just a good, uh, it was just a good reminder of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, watching and this might be weird to some people but i always watch videos of people just doing in silence not talking in it they just walk around the parks and just show you the park don't say anything it's just a walk around love those videos i love them too and then i buy a lot of disney scented candles and they remind me of being in the park so it makes me happy you can't be sad if you're burning a spaceship Earth smelling candle while you're listening to the Epcot loop. I'm going to edit that. I'm going to edit that so so it just so it cuts off when you say candle. So it's just you're burning spaceship Earth. <laughs> no, please don't burn spaceship Earth. I love it. And oh. we'll be uh, selling that ringtone <laughs> after the show the in the car park outside. That is the shop. No, spaceship Earth's my favourite. Expect a visit from Homeland Security, Amanda. No, please. <laughs> Ding dong. Hello, my name is Raja. I work for Homeland Security. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what's next, Paul? Uh, the last one, because I think the other two could quite easily take up a whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll save those two. And that was, if you could uh, only do a Nick and Craig weekend in Orlando, which podcast host would you choose? You can choose <laughs> anyone. If you can't choose, I understand. Uh, Pete Werner. Oh, this weekend, so it has to be someone from our podcast. Yeah, well, it's from our podcast. The rule it doesn't explicitly say that it says podcaster. So I know I said, can I choose myself? Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I couldn't answer that question, and not because I'm a flake, because I know everyone else is going to say anyone except me, which is fine. But just because I've I've You're done, the yeah, just because I've done Universal with Craig and had a cracking time. I'm going to be doing Paris with P-Dubs next week. And again, I'm sure that's going to be an amazing weekend doing that. Um, but I, I honestly think if I spent any, doing the same thing with anyone on this podcast, it would be just as good. It would be different. Everyone has different things they like to do and, and, and stuff like that. But I, I think it would be good with whoever. 
if I had to really, really push, I think I'd have to say Amanda. One, because we haven't actually met in real life yet, which is hysterical. And secondly, because she's a fellow vegetarian, but I'm really intrigued to see... No, but I'm really intrigued to see what she actually eats. Yeah. She's told you. You know, just, yeah, but I can't, I can't believe it's just that. So. No, right. You know what I'm going to do, Nick, just for you? On this trip, I'm going to send you updates on my meals every day. Superb. I can't wait. <laughs> I actually mean it's that. It's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Food watch. Mm-hmm. Go on, Craig. Who would you go for? Yeah, Luke. Luke, who would you go for? Uh, Craig. That's, that's very, very sensible. <laughs> very, very sensible Hi, decision. Friends. Uh, so Mr. He's Ripley, he's gorgeous, isn't he? Look at his head. That's not the that's not the white reason why you should choose, Craig. Uh, Mr. Ripley, I think he's gone. No, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Pete Ups. Ripley is dead. Well, I am doing a weekend as you've just said, Nick, with yourself. Mm. Um, in uh, a week and a half. Um, Craig, we're we're going to Florida next year. Yes, we are. So. So I'm going to say Mr. D. Oh, you can wheel it around. Be my choice. Although hopefully I'll see you in Florida next year. True. Yeah. yeah. At least, yeah. For, at least, at least for a little bit. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, not, we're only going to be there for a little bit. Yeah, I think we're just going to overlap with you on that Halloween Horror Nights thing for one night or two nights, maybe. But uh, one night. Oh, it's going to be amazing, Mr. D. Yeah, look forward to it. Uh, who hasn't gone? Or was that everyone? Well, me. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. P Dabs. Oh, oh. Keep it. But if it was anybody outside this podcast, I think I'd go Len Tester because he buys everybody food. Uh, that, that is a good reason, if any. To be yeah. honest. I just think he'd be, be a bit of fun to hang out with. He's completely. He's completely you, could have, you could go with Len Tester and you could have Jim Hill in your pocket. Is he that or small? Just, just sitting on your shoulder like little tiny Timmy. Well, now, do you want to buy that food? Well, well. Well, I think I think that was a very interesting question. Um, I think it was uh, very interesting. That no one picked me, and I am doing uh, performance reviews at the moment. So you know, you just <laughs> you just all shoot yourselves in the foot just just to put that out there for you. But you didn't ask me. Did you not? Uh, Oh, Amanda, no. how could we forget you? I know. Oh, I'll pick you, Nick. Oh, but yeah, but you're doing it as simply now. You're just saying that forms of you. You'd have said Ripley, and I wouldn't have blamed you. Well, like, right, okay. Real, real, real life, I know that me, you, and Craig, and Paul are all going to 100% be there together next year. Yeah. For a special adventure. Chris Ripley changes his holidays. More, more than times than anyone would believe. Like, his dates change more than anything because he's just such a hard worker. Mm. So, like, Luke, young Luke, I, I, I'm going to be with him all the time anyway. Like, we're having our own little week-long holiday. But me and Rips would, like, Rips is my best friend for one, and two, we, we've been going to Florida for the same amount of time, and we mm. would just nerd out every single day about old things that used to be in the park or hey remember this hey remember that and we'd have such an old a good time reminiscing about the old stuff that i know we'd have an entirely different holiday than if i was with anybody else mm. so basically you and chris together are a bit like the member berries from south park 
Yeah, but, and also we'd just be dead drunk every day. All them true. two old fellas from the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be <laughs> that'd be me. That'd be me and Dolan. Yeah. Um, right, I need to have a rant. Now, I'm going to do something I'd, I've never ever done on a podcast before. Shame mainly mustache. because, no, mainly oh. because um, Chris Ripley does it anyway when he needs to go off. He'll, he'll just disappear. If anyone wants to leave, they're more than welcome to because it's just going to be mean ranting for the next few minutes. But if, it, if anyone wants to stay, that's perfect as well. well um, it's now. When you say the next few minutes, what do you mean by few? <laughs> well, yeah, when I say... Gonna, 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 these next minutes... Yeah, it's going to bear some uh, relevance on my decision. When, when I say few minutes, we know Just it's two. my few minutes. So I, I, I hadn't planned this. I hadn't, uh, I've not planned it, and that's probably why it might round oh, a little bit. God. But no, it's not going to be that bad. But oh, no. um, there's two say things. Say no, Amanda. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. There are two things that I want to, to bring up. One is shorter. One's a bit more heartfelt. So we'll go. Uh, oh, hang on. Let, let's... Cue the music. It's Soap Dishes Soap So, the first one is reviewers. Okay? So, th- th- we've had this before, and we've just had it again. We've had the same person under a different username, but it's only slightly different. Uh, give us a one-star review and slack off the podcast. Now, that in itself, I don't, I'm don't. i not actually that bothered about, right? Because I can actually take criticism. I don't mind taking criticism. What I hate is the fact that there wasn't any constructive criticism and nor have you got this right to reply. You, you know, I would love to know what it is that I could do or we could do as a podcast to make that person, you know, either enjoy it more or, you know, maybe it's something that we're not doing right that we don't know how to fix. So I'm always open for that. And I hate that kind of forum where it's one-way conversational uh, and you can't get that. But this guy, um, we, we assume it's a guy, but it could be a female. Um, and he comes from Millwall. Um, and that's all the credit I'm going to give him. He goes around and does the rounds on basically any UK Disney podcast and says pretty much the same thing to all of them. And so it brings their scores down. Now, I just don't see why you'd waste your time doing it. What kind of kick do you really get from doing it? I I don't understand it. I don't get it. So we would love for people to listen to this to leave us a good review. But if you really listen to this and don't like it for whatever reason, feel free to leave a negative review. But I'll tell you what would be better is to tell us what we could do better what we could change, why you don't like it, because, you know, we might agree, and it might give us a bit of a learning experience, but to just do what you're doing, it's just nuts. And the thing is, I can take it, so I don't mind, but I know other podcasts, it has bothered them a little bit more than that, and so there's that thing that I hate as well, is that when it upsets people, it's just a bit cowardly, and I just don't, I don't really get it. So that was the first thing I wanted to say so we're one thing down out of my two things that's good the second one's a bit difficult a bit more difficult to kind of go through um so a few months ago now we put out two podcasts uh about disability in the park um we had somebody approach us a few months ago 
Um, he first of all just approaches just as a fan, um, wanted to, uh, create some new art for us. Um, started chatting, got on really well. Lovely. Thanks for that, young Craig. Um, he, um, he then approaches with this story about, um, you know, an incident that happened with his wife and because we've been talking to him, I, I, I took it all on face value and we had him on as a guest. We recorded two episodes cause it was so long. Um, and then this whole, this kind of spurred on this, this whole other movement. Um, some more people kind of came out and said that they'd had different experiences at, uh, Disneyland Paris with regards to his abilities, and then somebody else had an actual epileptic fit during one of their events, which kind of snowballed. And this kind of, like, campaign started happening, which I had kind of got involved in, um, kind of through my son, really. But, you know, I thought it was for the purpose of of good. Um, I also met up with this person in real life um, because we'd formed a friendship over this. And it was at that time that things started to feel a little bit weird and something didn't seem quite right. And it's kind of come out that this person hasn't been completely honest about a lot of things. And the thing is, I I don't really know where it starts and where it stops. And we put those podcasts out uh, in good faith and I I took what he said on face value because... I had no reason to, to doubt him. It's only later on that that's become a thing. Um, and I've not spoken to that person since this all kind of came out that some of the things he may have been saying, not necessarily about that situation, but just other things in general may not have been quite true. Um, and to be honest, I don't expect to now. I gave him the opportunity to uh, to do it. Um, but he he didn't. He's not said anything. So, you know, that speaks volumes to me. And so I wanted to kind of apologise because, um, I did, you know, we did this in good faith. We put those episodes out in good faith and we shared somebody's story in good faith. Um, you know, we had no reason to, to doubt what was going on. Um, and, and, you know, I feel bad because, we put those out and and it may not be true. And I really thought about what, what I should do. Do I pull those episodes? Do I leave those episodes out there? And I've decided... Put, put them on Bandcamp, 59p each. <laughs> I've, decided, I've decided to leave... They're already out and most people would have heard them already. And they're actually uh, some of our biggest downloaded episodes this year. Um, so it's a bit like the horse has already bolted, really. Um, so I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep them out there. Um, there doesn't seem much point in, you know, putting them now, but I wanted to kind of just put this out there that you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. They may not be as clear cut as you might have thought. There may not be, um, something that is, um, as honest as we'd hoped. And, in the six years or so that I've been doing this podcast, it's the first time I've ever had this kind of um, this kind of thing happen. So I feel I feel bad. I feel like I've let people down because I honestly thought I was doing something good, 
Um, and now I don't know. And on a personal level, it really affects me because the older I get, the harder it is to make friends. And everyone that's on this podcast, whether they're still on it now or they're not, um, you know, I feel I've, I've made friends with over the last six years. And it's hard for me to make friends outside of that, really. And I really felt I made a friend in this person. But when somebody lies like that, you know, it just kind of knocks you for six a bit. Because I really felt that I could trust somebody. And I couldn't. Um, so I just wanted to say sorry um, that I let it happen, that I kind of got suckered in. The only good thing that's come out of it is that it had started to spur on a movement which people are still leading the way with. Uh, I've offered to help with. Um, Disabling Diz is doing some really good work. And had that episode not gone out, I may not have started speaking to, uh, to, to Ben and people that are involved in it in other ways. So... There is some good in it, and there are some good people in the community that are still pushing for changes. But at the same time, I feel that it could have been completely derailed because I got suckered into something. Um, and so I just wanted to be honest and transparent and say that, you know, I don't know how much of that of those episodes is true. Um, so just take them with a pinch of salt. And I'm sorry. That's it. Yeah, well... Don't do it again. The thing is, you, like, especially people like people on the internet, and I'm not saying people on the internet are weird. Some of them are, of course. Yeah. But Cheers, you, Amanda. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone on this podcast is completely normal. But, mm. and, you know, the same with meeting anyone in any kind of circumstance, really. You don't know what people are truly like. And yeah. so you can't be blamed for that. You were taking everything that he'd said as the truth, because why would you make it up? That's what I couldn't get my head around, is why you'd go to those lengths to, to, to make stuff up. But, uh, you know, it, there was some naivety. I've, I've never, I suppose because I've never done internet dating, so I'm not really used to people not being honest to me when I talk to them. But I suppose that's exactly what a lot of, a lot of the time uh, that happens to people that do online dating is that you create some kind of persona or you say things that make you um, sound different to how you actually are. Um, it was just a very, very weird situation. I mean, the first alarm bell, and I said this to Craig the other day that should have alerted me that something wasn't right, was that in the entire time that I was out with this person, I barely got a word in edgeways, and we all know how much I talk. So that should have been the first alarm bell that something wasn't right. Um, but yeah, just just a very odd situation. And um, yeah, I suppose a lesson learned, absolutely. But um, just don't. The thing do it is, you're you're very much like me. Like we we trust people, mm. and we like we like seeing the good in people, and we like to think that people aren't crazy. Yeah. And. You know, I've had experiences too where people have turned out to be absolute psychopaths. But you live and you learn. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think, I think, yeah, we definitely do wear our heart on our sleeves. And we've said that, we've said that recently. You've had a similar, another experience like that recently. 
mm-hmm. where something seemed to be one thing and turned out to be not quite the same. Um, so yeah, I think we just need to um, be less nice, man. I think that's the problem. Uh, well, sometimes I well. think that, and then well, sometimes I think you know what? I'm just maybe I just shouldn't be as like inviting with people anymore, and because people might take me the wrong way and think that it's something that it's not, but. That's how we are. We're nice people, we're kind, and we're welcoming. And we're going to get bad people attracting themselves to us. But at the end of the day, people see people are going to see what they're like in the end. And they're going to see that we were nothing but good people. Yeah. yeah. Where I, I like just fucking hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Say it how it is. So, there's always got to be someone that's blatant. It's good. Um, so that was it. So that was my two little rants. Um, I could have gone on for another hour, so just be grateful that I've stopped there, you know? Um, but, uh, I think that probably about does it for this episode. So I think it's been really interesting. I think the disparity between, or disparity even, between, um, you know, staying on iDrive and staying on Disney property isn't probably as much as I expected it to be. I so, expected it to be. Yeah, so I think that's that's been interesting. Um, Craig never set us an, a task like this again. So, oh, I think it'd be interesting to revisit. Oh. Yeah, and do an out of season one. Yeah, that, that yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I I, I massively apologise because that was no, it, you sentences. know what? It is it, it is it was good. I think the problem is is I not that I took it too seriously, but I was like, right, I I, I could have finished it about three times like, like before I I'd actually finished. But I thought, well, what about if I do it this way yeah, exactly. now? Yeah, and really, really yeah, yeah. So yeah. I need to, I need to have a better battle plan next time, and just go right. You're having one shot at this. You make can borrow um, Boris's battle bus. Uh, you're right. I, I, I don't want to do that. If it's all the same. We only went on Boris bikes. I well, did. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go on a Boris bike if it was the last bike on earth. They're really, really heavy. Those bikes. I had, like to carry, I had to carry some a flight of stairs. It's not fun. Like him and his ego. Exactly. And your muzzy. It's a, it's a beautiful... Like, for those that can't see, it's a beautiful moustache. I don't know why Craig is so racist to my moustache, but he'll he'll come around in time. I like um, Thank you very much, Luke. That's why I like you. Um, Amanda, are we, are we getting another Universal from you soon? Yes, we will record a Universal After Dark this week and next week, and then I am going to be away for three weeks, but we will still be putting out content. There you go. Uh, I think, Craig, we're going to do another Ego soon, aren't we? Yeah, Halloween, Halloween. edition, horror so movies, keep et cetera, et cetera. Keep your eyes out for that. Um, me and P-Dubs just put out another Discover DLP, and... We're going to run Disney, um, I think, I think we're probably going to record a day before we go, but we're going to Disneyland Paris, uh, in about 10 days-ish, um, to you do You should run get Disney. done for the trade descriptions act. You're doing walk Disney, not run Disney. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing half and half. Um, so, uh, we just put okay. out an episode on, on our fee for Discover DLP about, uh, run Disney, like a beginner's guide. Um, and we're going to record some stuff while we're out there, which will go out on the YouTube channel as well as uh, a podcast. So uh, if you're so inclined, please give that a listen as well. 
Um, and I think that about wraps it up. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, dear listener, for listening. And we'll see you with another Diz After Dark very soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm um, off to read another one-star review. <laughs> the million bushwhacker comes out. Cue the music. No, can we not have music? Cue the music. We we do have music. Play, yeah, play the music. Set say Start. the music. Start the music. Flick the music. Press play on the music. Dance to the music. Be Let's the music. end it properly. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Uh, there you go. Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here, you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, We thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. Podcast.